good evening, everybody. So as you can tell, I'm actually standing on the stage of the church. I, I know it's zoomed in on me right here, but that's okay. You'll, you'll get to see the rest of it Sunday. So remember, Sunday, 10 a.m., we're going to be in here. We've got all the chairs set up. We've, we've got 156 chairs on the floor with plenty of space between them. We've got another 30 chairs, I think, upstairs. And then we've got another... How 20 plus in the uh, fellowship hall right here behind me that has big projector screen area with speakers and we can add more seating in there as needed uh, so again sunday 10 a.m we're ready for service we're, we're done we've done everything that they've asked us to do we're prepared but now here's what i need you to do when you come in we're going to open the doors at about 9 45 okay we're going to have people at the doors they're going to greet you at the doors you're not going to have to touch a door you're going to walk in. They're going to give you a couple squirts of some hand sanitizer so you can wash your hands off. There's going to be bulletins laying on the tables and individuals. Reach down, grab your bulletin. And then there are going to be ushers at the, uh, the, the sanctuary doors that will bring you and seat you in the sanctuary. We have to seat from the middle out from the front back because we don't know how many people are coming. So if we started seating in the back and in the middle of the rows, it, it, we have to have three chairs on each side of the family. So please give us grace, grace. Please follow the directions. I know you may want to sit in a very specific seat. Your seats have all been moved around, so you don't know which ones were yours anymore anyways. We did that on purpose. We mixed them all up first. No, not really, but you understand what I'm saying. We just, we need to just, just have some common sense when we sit down here tonight, uh, in the morning, Sunday morning, and we'll, and we'll be okay with that. But there again, families can sit together. Families can sit together. Uh, if you've been congregating together outside of the church, you can sit together, and then we need three chairs outside of you and your family. Uh, so you'll be able to do all of that in here. The other thing is, is children will stay with their families. Uh, they're, they're not going to be able to run back and forth to grandma. Whoever they're with is where they need to sit. Why? Because children don't pay attention. And so we're trying to follow the rules that they've given us. We're trying to respect people, people's area, right? We've got our area, our bubbles. We need to respect that. So children will stay with their parents or grandparents, whoever they're going to sit with. They're not going to run around. We're going to have bulletins for the children with some colors so that they can color while we're in service. It has some teachings on there as well so that when you get home, you can go over that with them. During the service, I'm also going to make sure I'm interacting with the children. Our service is going to remain about one hour long, just as it's been while you were in the parking lot. And a lot of you had your children in the car, so we'll be okay, okay? Don't... Don't stress the small stuff right now because we've stressed all the big stuff for you already and we've stressed a lot of the small stuff. So you just relax, come to service on Sunday and we're going to have a great time. Also, before I forget, uh, we, we've got the nursery only for nursing mothers. So you're going to have to keep your baby with you. If you're nursing, you can go in there and you can utilize uh, the area that we have set up for nursing mothers. But other than that, you'll have to keep the, the baby with you because again, we're not trying to pass off children right now. So uh, if you go to the website, newlifeag.church, that's newlifeag.church, you'll see right there on the front, you've got a link that you can click on reunion FAQs, reunion frequently asked questions. It's what, what I've labeled it. There's a lot of this stuff on there and more, and you'll be able to read through it. Do we have it all figured out? No, we don't. And we're not trying to have it all figured out. Why? Because the minute we add somebody into the mix of what we figured out, it all changes. So 
we're not trying to have it all figured out, but we're trying to figure out as much of it as we can. We're going to flow with this as we change, as we go. So again, just give us grace. Also, there's another little button on there you can click. It's, uh, I, I think I worded it as save my seat or reserve my seat. I, I don't remember exactly how I worded it, but just click it. Put your family name in there, how many is going to attend, and your email address. And what that does is kind of gives us an idea of how many people are going to come. Now, is that going to tell us everybody? No, it's not. But honestly, if we have 150 people say that they're showing up, uh, we need to add some more chairs on the fellowship hall. And I would prefer to know that on Saturday than on Sunday morning uh, because it's going to be really fun to do that on Sunday morning while we're doing all this stuff, right? So, so just, just bear with us on that. Do these things. And uh, each week we'll, we'll send out some updates and we're going to tweak it uh, because we want to have the best experience we can. Why? Because we want to come to church and we want to experience the power of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our service, uh, not attitudes and all this kind of stuff. So be praying for our service on Sunday. So that's enough of that for right now. Uh, how about we talk a little bit about some scripture? I want us to look into 1 Samuel chapter 12, if we, if we could. 1 Samuel chapter 12. Um, we're going to jump down to... Uh, Oh, I don't know. Let's, let's look down at about verse 20 is where we're going to start at. So 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 20. I, I want us to talk a little bit tonight about not being afraid. Again, we've been doing that. But, but focusing on what's important coming up. I've already heard of, uh, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but you know how I am. I jump around anyways. Um, I, I've already heard of, you know, people have been wanting to be back in church. They've been wanting to get back into fellowshipping with each other. And, oh, softball season's starting. I may have to miss church. Oh, God forbid. Right. It, it, we need to keep what's important, important. And hopefully during this season, when, when we were quarantined or whatever you want to call it, while you were stripped away of all of these other things that, that generally take of your time, you had an opportunity to focus. And, and let's, let's refocus our lives onto what is important, if we could do that. And, and I could promise you, God is the most important thing in your life. Period. Cut dry. If you want to start giving a hierarchy of this, it is God. That's God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the Father, all of, of them wrapped up in one. If you're married, then it's your wife. Okay? There, there's nothing more important than him. And, and you can put children in there. Your job is never more important than your, your wife or your husband and your children. You know, the, the job is never more important than that. And then there's all the toys and things that we do in life that we enjoy. But nothing is more important than him. And, and when we start taking these things that are supposed to be down on the bottom of the list and, and say, oh, well, he'll be okay with one service, then what we're really doing is we're putting that over him, even if it's for one day, even if it's for one day. Because we're not to have idols over him. We're not to have any idol in our life. Even God is not an idol. He is our Lord and our Savior and our Father in heaven. He is our creator. He's not an idol, but he is someone that we worship, and he is the most important thing in our lives. And so we need to make sure we keep our priorities straight, because if we, will, if we go back to, we need to have a short service this week because a football game's coming on at 1130, Pastor. The saints are going to be playing, right? It, you know, think about what our mentality is. We, we've gone all the way back over again, and we put these things in. So let's, let's look at uh, 1 Samuel chapter 12, and let's look at verse 20. 
He says, do not be afraid, Samuel replied. You have done all this evil, yet do not turn away from the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Do not turn away after useless idols. They can do you no good, nor can they rescue you, because they are, what? Useless. For the sake of his great name, the Lord will not reject his people, because the Lord was pleased to make you his own. As for me, for be it for me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you, and I will teach you the way that is good and right. But be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully. Look at this. With all of your heart, consider what great things he has done for you. Look at that. Yet you persist in doing evil. Both you, your king, will perish. And, and he's talking about the, the people right there. But let's, let's look at this. Do not put useless idols. They're, they're useless. They do nothing for us. So we need to focus on what's important. We need to focus on putting our priorities right as we move back into this season. Because I've already begun to, to see people do this. Oh, well, well it's been okay for me to, to watch service online all this time. I don't need to go back to church. Think about what you're saying. Th think about when, when we start looking into the Word of God and, and we start thinking about who believers are, you know, the first century church in the Bible. Who were they and what did they do? Well, well they were followers of Jesus Christ, and what they did was is they would meet all the time in different households, in different areas, and, and they would eat together. They would break bread together, right? The, the communion, as often as you come together, do this. They'd break bread, and they would drink the the juice, and they would remember what Jesus did for them. And they would talk about the scriptures. They were, they were sharing testimonies. They were talking about the, the, the history. For us, it's history, but they were talking about Jesus and the letters that were written. They did those things. They also would, would lay hands on each other and pray, right? The Bible says, you know, lay hands on them and they shall be recovered. Anoint them with oil. During this time, what, what's happened to us? During this time, the, because of this virus... They've told us you can't meet anymore. Or you can't be more than 10 people around. So, so they've tried to stop our ability to break bread together. And then they came back and said, oh, uh, you can't touch each other. You got to stay six feet apart and, and you got to put masks on and you got to do. They, they've given us all these things. But what I'm trying to show you is, is all of these things, some of these things might have been good to stop the spread of a virus. I don't agree with all of them, but I'm not getting into the science of that or any political stuff. They may have good, been good to try to stop a virus, but they were very, 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 very effective at trying to stop the church. You can't break bread together again. You can't touch each other. The things that were fundamental to us as believers, coming up and, and giving a, a brotherly hug, right? Coming up and, and sharing things with each other. So let's not take what we've learned in this season and go back because if we go back it will be worse why because now we'll have a different mentality because they've tried to tell us that it's okay to just meet online can i tell you that it might have been okay to do it for a season but it is not something you can sustain you will never ever ever grow and mature into who you are supposed to be separate from a body being online if you can't get to a church, if there's no church within driving distance of you, you know, it, it, may, it may fulfill you for a season, but God's going to make a move where somebody is going to come so you can be connected to a family 
of believers. So don't allow yourself to fall into the trap the enemy is doing right now with it's okay to stay online. Or, or I can watch it later. You know, I, I understand that, that even if you watch a service 50 years later, that God can still move through that in your life. I know I listen to music way from the past, and, and, and it still moves. But you know what? It's, it's, not, it's not the same. It's really not the same as being connected to a body. You know, I, I've joked around with, with some of our, our leaders here. I, I, you know, I may put me a big bucket full of hand sanitizer up there, you know, just right up here somewhere and in a bucket full of oil, and, which I have a bucket of oil over there, and I like to dip my hand in it sometimes. And, because you know what? I, I'm not going to stop praying for people because they tell me I can't, right? I'm not going to do that. Uh, I read an article a little bit earlier today about, you know, would Jesus have wore a mask? And they said yes. And I'm like, there, there's no way. Jesus would not have wore a mask. And I'm not telling you to wear one or not wear one. I'm just trying to just bring this point across to you that they're now trying to twist the scriptures that says even Jesus would wore a mask because he was worried about spreading the viruses and this and this and this. Jesus walked up to lepers, which were some of the most, um, I'm, I'm losing the word here, but the, the people that, that could spread it the most, the most contagious people at the time, they believed. He walked up with them and prayed with them. Now, I'm sure he washed his hand because it was his right anyways. They did that. But, you know, I may dip my hand in the hand sanitizer and go lay hands on your shoulder and pray for you. And once I do that, I'll get a little oil and I may anoint you. Then I'll go sanitize my hand again to make sure I don't pass anything to anybody. But what I'm not going to do is allow the enemy to take me and separate me from who I am in Christ and try to conform me to this world because that's not going to happen. And so as we go forward, we've got to make sure we're not allowing idols to get into our lives because if we allow those idols to move back into our lives, we're not going to grow as a church. We're not going to grow as individuals. Uh, you'll also see there's something, this, the question that I'm beginning to bring. I'm beginning to pose this question. You know how I am about questions. I like to bring questions. I'm beginning to put this question out be, because I, I see something as the Lord has been stirring my spirit, and I've been asking people this question. I put it in the bulletin for Sunday. We, we did prepare a bulletin for you so that you can, it's a lot of statistics and things, uh, numbers on what's been going on, and it's got some questions in there about us going forward. But why is this church here? What is our purpose? And, and I'm, I mentioned in there, and that's why I'm telling it to you now so you can begin to think about it. What is our purpose? I'm not looking for your religious answer. I'm not looking for your biblical answer. I'm not. You know why? Because you're going to tell me what I already know, and none of them are, are the answer that I believe we need to address, the, the one we're looking for. If you ask the right question, you'll get the right answer. Like, for instance, what is this church here for? To reach the lost. Every church is. What is this church here for? Uh, to fund missionaries. We should all do that. Uh, we're to, to, to preach and to teach. Yep, we should all do that. There's a thing called the Great Commission. All of us have that responsibility. Every one of us have that commission. Every church. But why is this church here where it is on Highway 1 in Mansura, Louisiana? What was the purpose why God planted this church in this community? And, and just, just to kind of help you in your direction, I, I think of how God is, is laying this out, is, is the fact that as we begin to look at this, why are we here? Well, we're here to, to raise up believers to go out and minister. Yeah, every church should do that. 
but how are we going to minister? What's the specific things in this community that our church has the specific ability, the God-given ability, to help with? There are great churches all around us, and every one of us, I think, has a purpose and a reason for being here in this community. If we will find that and, and stop scattering everything and stop just trying to fill the molds that how you grow a church and how you evangelize and how you do this, I believe we will find our way of how we're supposed to connect into our community because that is the place God has given us the grace to connect. And so one of the things I put in the bulletin, and I'm, I'm going to work on this, I'm going to create a link where you can go and just give me your name and put what you think that answer is through, through the internet, through Facebook, wherever it is. Uh, and, and I think it's going to be interesting as, as we look at that. As we look at that going forward, on why we're here, because I'm, I'm not interested in going back to normal. Normal is dead. Let's find out how we do ministry now, because even, if you even look at the first century church, they were hiding. Acts 2, by the way, this Sunday coming up is Pentecostal Sunday. Be praying for a mighty move of the Holy Spirit in a fresh outpouring. Okay, enough of that. Here they are, they're hiding. They're having to do ministry different. They're doing all these things. They got complacent while they were doing ministry different. And then persecution came and it scattered them. And guess what? Now they had to learn how to do church all over again. And, and they learned how to be believers and followers of Jesus Christ to the point that they could reach people in their communities differently. Some was because they had persecution going on. They had to keep a low key. Some areas didn't have that. Some areas, because of all the idols, they had to address it differently. You know, you, you see Paul, he addressed as the unknown God. That, that's how he introduced God to, to them, was the unknown God. So we have to be wise on how God wants us to connect. But I don't want to go back to normal. I want to be who God has created us to be. I want to look at who God has given us the power to be today, in the midst of this. In the midst of this. Why? Because I, I believe if we... Only our, if our only goal is to go back the way we were, then we're going backwards. We're stepping back. And God is a God that always moves forward. He's a God that's always pushing forward. And so we don't need to be afraid of how we're going to do this. But you know what? We need to begin to really look at the fact that, that how do we do children's ministry in a time where you know as well as I do, you're not going to keep kids six feet apart. So, so do we as a church, just, just a thought, throwing something out there, do we as a church help you as a parent more on how you help your child since it's a little bit more difficult for us to do it here? You can do it at home. I really believe that, that you should be teaching your child the Bible at home to begin with, but, but maybe that's the way. And maybe we do it through small groups where, where people can meet in smaller groups and they can begin to, to study the scriptures together. Wait a minute, that's more biblical. They, they do that, and then we come here and we begin to celebrate it. You see what I'm saying? We can't go backwards, but we can't let the things around us to create idols again. Because if we create idols in our lives again, what's going to happen is we're going to go back. In the end, we will look just like we did before, and we won't even realize it. I, I truly do believe that there's going to be a lot of ministries out there that are going to go back to the way they were doing things they weren't working to begin with, or they thought they were working. And they're going to go back to it, and they're going to be just like Samson. They're not going to realize the Spirit of God has even left the place. Why? Because they're going back to works. They're going back to what they used to do. 
the, the way you turn the lights, the sounds and all these things, that's how God moves. I, I, don't, I don't think that's where we need to go. I think we need to focus on who we are today, who he created this church, the purpose of this church. And as believers in this house, no idols. God is first. We put him first. We focus on those things. And when we do that, we will see a move of God in our area like never before. We, we will see a move of God, a revival, if you want to call it that, in, in a Royals Parish like never before. Because I still believe the church has left the building. The cross has left the building. And we're not bringing it back in. What we're doing is that we're coming here for a meeting one day a week. So that we can go back out there seven and a half days a week. Wednesdays, we're still going to get together at 7 o'clock and we're going to have studies or whatever the Lord leads us to do on those Wednesdays. We're, we're going to still do those things. But Sunday, to me, has always been a time where we come together and we celebrate what God has been doing all week long and maybe we hear a fresh word from the Lord. Maybe, maybe we, we get another direction. Maybe we get a prophetic word. Maybe, maybe we need a recharge because it's been a tough week. But if the only time you're getting that is, is on that one Sunday service, you have already lost. You've already lost. So listen, I don't want to take up a bunch of time tonight. I just wanted to bring this to you so that you would, you would see what's going on and where we're at. So again, Sunday morning, you know, we'll open the doors about 945, maybe a little bit earlier. We're going to have to play with that. It just really depends on how many people show up. Be prepared to come. If you need to wear a mask, wear a mask. We're not judging people. Okay, we're not judging people here. If you need to wear a mask, you wear a mask if that's what makes you comfortable. But we're going to have hand sanitizer out there. We're going to have people taking care of all the steps for you, help you seat down. When we're done with service, we'll help you exit the building, and you can stay out in the parking lot and visit all you want. But when you come in, you'll see we kind of got the table set up where you have to walk through because we, we don't want you congregating in here because we're trying to respect the space of others because some people are a lot more rigid on their space than others, okay? That, that's all we're trying to do. So listen, I love you. Thank you for, for watching tonight with us. Again, this isn't a very long broadcast, but that's okay. It's all right. We're going to be back in the house of God Sunday morning. Invite your friends. Tell them to go sign up online. Tell, tell them to go to newlifeag.church, sign up online. Hey, we're coming. We're bringing a family of 10. We're not going to hold a seat for you, so they all need to be here together. And, and we're going we're gonna to figure this thing out, amen? And we're going to have a great time. I just, I've been sensing in my spirit, here, here's a word for you that, uh, that I've been hearing. I, I put it in the bulletin, but I didn't quite have room to, to make it where it was legible the way I wanted, so I took it out. But it's kind of an interesting phrase I keep hearing from the Lord, and, and it applies to Sunday, though, so I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag on that, but I'm going to tell you the phrase I've been hearing. It's not the end, it's really the beginning. Think about that. It's not the end. It's really the beginning. And I've I, I just been sensing some things of what God's wanting to do on Sunday. So listen, I'm going to pray for you. And look, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, look, this is a great opportunity for you to, to, to do that right now. And then you can come to church on Sunday and celebrate with us. But listen, I want to tell you about Jesus Christ that died for you. He rose again. And he loves you and he wants to see your life changed forevermore. He wants to see that you will never be the person that you were before. Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you might be saved.
He went to a cross, he died, but he rose again, and now he sits in heaven. He's willing to forgive your sins if you will ask him. Jesus, forgive me of what I've done. Be my Lord and my Savior. Make me new again. I bow my knee to you that you are Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, that you died, you were buried, and you rose. If you ask him those things, he will forgive you. And listen, I want to pray for us, and I want to share one more thing with you. So, Lord, I thank you that, that you have given us this wisdom through your spirit and through your word. I thank you, God, that you are still guiding us and leading us into all truth. I thank you that you have never left us or forsaken us. And I thank you that you are pouring out your spirit afresh, afresh upon your church today across the world, God, not just here at New Life, but across the world. And people are still being saved and set free, and addictions are falling to the wayside because of your spirit. I thank you that right now there are people being saved around the world. People are watching this, hearing my voice, and they're bowing their knee to Jesus Christ, and they're committing their life to him. And I thank you for that, Father. And I just speak a blessing upon them in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, like I've been doing every week, almost this entire time, if you've, can, if, if you've accepted Christ as your Lord for the first time, or maybe you've been walking away and and, and you said, you know what, Pastor, I, I, I want to recommit my life, and I did. We want to know about it, because I want to connect with you. I want to give you some gifts. I want to send you some stuff, and I want to help you get into a church. Listen, there's been people around the nation that have texted in what I'm fixing to tell you to do, and what I do is I contact a church in their city. I, I try to find a good church. It's not, it doesn't have to be an, an Assemblies of God church. If there's a good church in that area, and there's no Assemblies of God church, I'm calling them. It doesn't matter to me. I want you to be committed and connected to a body that will disciple you and help you. What I want you to do is you grab your phone and just 59769 and put the word grace, G-R-A-C-E. 59769 and the word grace. That's all you got to do. 59769, the word grace. Listen, it's going to send you a text message. You click on the link. Your name, address, phone number, and email address. I need all of those items so that I can make sure I can send you what I need to send you. The phone number is just so I can match up your name to your phone number because the system that does the one and the system that does the other, when I first started doing this, I didn't ask for your phone number. I, I couldn't tell because we've had people text in that didn't fill out the form and I can't match them up. I don't know who's who, so I, I started reaching back out to make sure we weren't losing anybody. And so I just, I need name, address, phone number, and email address. We're not going to spam you. We're not trying to do that. I want to mail you something, and I want to give you something online, a free subscription to a discipleship program, free of charge, no connections. We're, we're not trying to do any of that. We're not trying to solicit you. What we're trying to do is connect you because we love you, and I want to help you. 59769, the word grace. Amen. Hey, listen, guys, hopefully you've enjoyed this tonight. Uh, listen, if you're, you're one of the people that, that love to support the work of what God is doing here, Again, go to the church website, newlifeag.church, newlifeag.church. You can find all kind of information out. You can fill out a connect form. You can send us a message saying, hey, we love you. We appreciate you. Or, hey, I want some more information. You, you can go on there and watch past sermons. You can watch almost three years worth of videos of past services and, and special events that we've done right there through the website. You can also give online. If you, if you want to help support the work that God is doing here, you can go do that. Uh, listen, even after all this is done, we're going to continue to live stream. We've got a Roku channel, New Life Marksville, all one word, YouTube channel. We uh, supposedly have one on Apple TV. I just don't know how to search on there to see if it's there. 
We've got podcasts that come out weekly on, on iTunes. We're trying to connect with you every way we can. Why? Because we love you and we want to help you. So listen, God bless you. And hopefully you can be here Sunday with us. If you're within driving distance and you've been watching us online, come and be with us Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Come be ready to worship. Come be ready to, to just experience the power and the move of the Holy Spirit. And, and, oh man, I'm just, I'm excited. So listen, I love you. God bless you. See you Sunday morning.